Welcome to the Mark Stanley Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two that you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Slash. You can't wait around for destiny to give you what you think you deserve. You have to earn it, even if you think you've paid your dues. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 111. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you in a warm winter day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, Going to be tracking the new record, alternating with walks around Como with Copper the Wonder Golden, and should make for a good day. Had a great Thanksgiving weekend with my family and friends. Hope you did as well. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, Brian, Keith, Johnson, and myself rocked out Thanksgiving Eve at Seven Brothers in Clayton, Wisconsin. Had so much fun rocking out with my family. The Bohemian Rhapsody sing-along to close out the night was a highlight for me. Friday, I played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Usually packed on Black Friday at Danny's, but was super slow for some reason. And bartender Joey and I called it a night after an hour and a half. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and myself jammed at Fill-In Station in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Great to see my folks and many members of the Sterry branch of the Chippewa Falls clan. Big thanks to Carter for babysitting Copper, the Wonder Golden, while I was away. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, November 29th, 2017, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, November 30th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be jamming at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, December 1st, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, December 2nd, Mr. Brian K. Johnson myself will be loading up that old loud gangster truck that Johnson has and rolling on up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar from 5 to 9 p.m. Guest this week. It's part one of two with lead singer of the popular Minnesota country rock band Georgia Clay, Tammy Joe. We discuss Kelly Clarkson, Guns N' Roses, beer, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Miss Tammy Joe, welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast and her friend, DJ. How's it going, man? Good, 
How are you doing, Tammy? Thanks I'm for meeting good. me out here. Thanks for having me. We are here at Lone Oak Grill in beautiful Egan, Minnesota. And Tammy, you said you've played here before? I have, yep. I've got a duo that I play here with acoustically, Once in a Blue Moon. Okay, uh, who's, your, who's your other guy you play with? Uh, the duo is called Two is Enough. The guitar okay. player currently is Nathan Lundstrom. He's actually in Georgia Clay, which is my country cover band, and he kind of does everything musically with me. He's my right-hand guy. Very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, do you play here quite a bit? No. I wish I wish we did. I wish we played here more frequently. It's a great little location. It's close to home for me, but um, no, last summer we had a couple of shows out on the patio, which were super fun around the fire pit, and we've done a couple during the winter inside, but... Yeah, nothing to write home about. Nothing on a recurring <laughs> basis, I guess. Yeah. It's sporadic. It's Me hard. Too. Yeah. We're sitting here on a beautiful Monday evening here, just just gorgeous outside. It's like it's like spring. I echo that. It's beautiful. We almost broke a record. Did it really? Almost. We're like three degrees below the record for this time wow. of year. Wow. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And uh, we're sitting here in Lone Oka enjoying uh, beer. Listeners like to know what we're drinking on the show. I'm I'm drinking, I'm hooked on this uh, Deschutes Fresh Squeezed. Oh, ish. What? Ish. I'm, I'm a girly beer drinker. So. Lonely Blonde? Yeah. That's not a girly beer. That's you think it is? That's girly beer. Yeah. Well, look at the color difference between our beer. Oh, this I don't is... like hoppy. I don't like IPAs. So, uh, what do you have, DJ? Yours is like black. Yeah, he's got molasses in his glass. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> could stand a straw straight up in that? Is it Guinness? No, uh, Liney Snowdrift. Liney. Oh, I was just in Chippewa Falls this weekend. I played Here, a show down there at Family Down There. What? But what dogfish head you were gonna, you were asking about? That's good too. Okay. That's very coffee-esque. That's like a meal right there. Meal in glass. <laughs> so, Tammy, I got to re see you again playing a few weeks ago up in Breezy Point at yeah. Commander. In the middle Bar. of a snowstorm, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we're up there once a month. It's one of my favorite places. And actually, I thought you, and it's my bass player agreed, we, I think we like, like Vintage Rags and some of those other bands, but you're one of the best bands I've ever seen up there. And uh, thought you guys were just awesome, and it was good to, to BS with you again. And so I decided to ask you if you want to do the podcast or whatever. So how did you wind up working for Gable up in Breezy Point? <laughs> well, we were working exclusively with an agency, and it was kind of a last-minute band pulled out. Hey, do you have this date free? Can you go up and do these two back-to-back -back gigs? And we took it. We've played Breezy before, but, you know, kind of, again, intermittently once a year. So they forget who you are in between. Um, so I thought, yeah, well, why not? We've got the weekend free. And it turned out that it was a horrible drive. It was deer opener. And it was literally blizzarding. Oh, because you went up on the Friday. Yeah. I went up on Saturday. Yes, yeah, so you had the bad drive. It was so bad. Oh. It's normally like a three-hour drive. And I think it took me five and a half, six hours what? total to get there. Yeah. That sucks. And thankfully, the manager was great about it. But we ended up starting late. And it was just a hot mess. And I, I'm type A. I'm super organized, and I'm super black and white, and everything has its place, and that's just how I operate. I like things to be nice and clean. Yeah. So to be late, to show up late, to be stressed, and it was just not... Okay. It was good to get up on stage and let that aggression out, let me tell you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was a good crowd on the Saturday, for sure. I don't know how Friday went, but... Friday, there were three people, and that was including the bar staff. Three? <laughs> three. <laughs> Those are brutal. Yeah, I was like, hey, so do you guys want us to quit earlier? They're like, yeah, no, no, keep playing. Okay. <laughs> oh, I played on this last Friday, and I said, I'm just not playing anymore. It was, it, for some reason, it was super slow. Fridays are hard. Yeah, it depends. I mean, not up there, but I, I just, I don't know, what was, this was Black Friday. Yeah. And so it was like, yeah, it was nobody in the bar, and I'm like, or this restaurant, I'm like, dude, I'm done. 
they're cool. I said, I play late sometimes. Yeah, whatever. He kind of works itself out, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, sat, thanks for letting me up racking on the harmonica. That was a lot of fun, too. So much fun. You sounded great. Thank it's you so much. It's so much fun to get another instrument in that band that can solo. Because right now we're a four-piece rock band. So it's literally Nathan that can solo guitar-wise, and it's drums and bass and me, and I'm not going to take, like, an eight-minute scat solo. So when somebody else comes out that has a soloing instrument, like, yeah, yeah, come on up and jam. Sure. I think that's maybe why I liked it so much. It was just this raw country rock band, like, just a... Mm-hmm. Just like, and I know Gable, the guy that runs, he loves just that straight up rock country band feel. Instead of having 10,000 musicians up there, you guys just, that space really makes it sound cool and gives the sound guys ways to plug it in there. I thought it sounded awesome. Yeah, and we get to keep it really loose too. We don't play with tracks and, you know, we don't have five guitarists up there that we're trying to work parts in and have it be so structured we can, you know, play a chorus five times that the crowd's digging it and sing along. So <laughs> Heck yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, do you play any instruments at all? Uh, I play guitar poorly. When okay. I say poorly, I wouldn't even call myself a guitar player. I can hack my cowboy chords and, you know, I punk out of all my bar chords with a capo. Yep, me too. <laughs> do you? I use I'm capo not all alone. the time. No, I have capo oh, all the yeah. time. I'll capo myself out of almost any bar chord I possibly can. Really? Yeah. I'm not that bad yet. It's bad. I'm working on a record right now where I'm not using any capo the whole time. That's one of the rules. So, But I'm definitely a capo freak. <laughs> and the bass players hate that kind of stuff, you know? Yep. So, um, so anyway... Uh, when you were singing and playing up there, I noticed that you were like, there was a lot of movement and and, and uh, you were working the crowd. It's really good stage presence. So I was wondering, have you had some like big shows, some big opening shows, stuff like that, or some Nashville experience? It was very professional, your stage presence, I thought. Oh, so I was kind of awesome. curious how you put that all together, your your st- your stage presence and your style. Yeah, whatever. no. First of all, it's a really sweet comment. Thank you. Um, that's one of the things I always worry that I'm going to be boring. I always hate going and seeing artists that just stand there and, yeah, you might deliver a song vocally and nail it. That's great, but I'm bored watching you. Um, I probably shouldn't name drop, but Miranda Lambert. She's a great vocalist and just totally bores me. Like seeing really? her live, she doesn't move. You're wearing a Miranda Lambert shirt. I know, shirt. I am. As I said, I shouldn't name drop because I'm totally repping doesn't her right she now. she have the fire and all that stuff going on in the background all the time too or no? Yeah, but production only takes you so far. Like you got to move. You got to interact. I really like to make my crowd feel like every single person that's there is the only person that's there. So if I can make eye contact, connect with you, sing to you, if I can go around a room and do that to every single person, I will. Because I think that's how you get people to come back, and that's how you are just relatable. Yeah. You know, if, if they feel like they're your friend, then they want to party with you. It's not so much you just standing there singing a song with a brick wall between you and your crowd. Yeah, I agree. Um, so who would be your, like, stage presence influences if Miranda's not one of them? Oh, gosh. Uh, Pink is amazing. But I don't yeah. dangle from trapeze in the ceiling during my shows. We'll have to have does. Gable rig up something <laughs> next time we have a commander. She can fly from the ceiling there across the bar. Yeah. You know, spray like them, make one of those <laughs> cherry bomb shots on the audience or something like that. 
Um, yeah, so besides Pink, who else? Yeah, I'm a big Kelly Clarkson fan, more so vocally than performance-wise. Yeah, I mean, I love live music myself. I, I love to go and watch and see what other people are doing. So I think I've, along the years, just kind of taken snippets from shows that I've seen, things that I liked, things that I didn't like, things that I thought worked, and it just kind of got mashed together and became my own my own thing. I don't What's think there's your favorite anyone. Kelly Clarkson tracks? Oh, boy, that's a hard question to answer. I will tell you I'm not a fan of her new album. It's growing on me, and she's Kelly Clarkson, so she can do no wrong. I love the girl. But uh, I like her older stuff. I like her R&B kind of soulful. It's like just missed the train and um, Miss Independent. Some of that stuff off, like her first couple albums, Breakaway is one of my favorite albums. Yeah. I was teaching summer school in my hometown of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. And Population five? Mm, hundred, <laughs> I think, in there. Anyway, this kid brought in some, this is many years ago, brought in some Kelly Clarkson. They played the live version of Beautiful Disaster. And I thought that was like the best song I've ever heard someone sing. I still think it's an unbelievable song. And the it's way she sings it's ridiculous. Great ballad, yeah. Do you know that one? Of course, yeah. Do you guys cover any Kelly Clarkson? We do right I don't now, remember playing any harp on it. <laughs> Country band, it's hard to cover a pop artist like that. But she did write a song called Mr. Know-It-All and marketed it initially as a, a pop track on her album and then rewrote it and spun it off as a country version. So we cover the country version, which is really just like what a key lower than the uh, pop version, and you know you threw some they threw some fiddles in it and <laughs> called it a country track. Wow! So if your influences, let's say that kind of style, are Pink and Kelly Clarkson, why are you doing a country band? Yeah, so I get asked that a lot. Uh, my influences actually outside of Pink and Kelly are wholeheartedly rooted in '80s rock. Like, I'm a big ACDC GNR girl. You give me 80s rock, and I'm a happy, happy woman. Um, but singing that stuff, I had always had people in other cover bands say, gosh, you have a really great country voice. And I was like, no, I don't. I hate country. And I was the girl up until, you know, seven years ago. Country come on the radio, and I'd change the channel and complain about it. So I, uh, I think I kind of just gave in. Like, well, if I have the twang undertone, I might as well see what I can do with it. And we played around adding, you know, a country song into my, my current pop band. And it worked. And it went over. And I was like, okay, let's add another one. And it just exploded. I realized that I did have more of a country quality vocally. Okay. And then I just ran with it. I realized how much fun it was to write country music. It's real. It's a story. It's not, um, you know, something where you're singing the song, trying to figure out what the heck the lyrics even mean. 
So I really like that about country music. There's a story. You can actually feel mm-hmm. what's going on, where they were when they wrote that. Do you think someday you'll ever do, like, a, a rock band or, like, a rock tribute band to, like, ACDC or... Oh, I would love to do GNR it. Or GNR or something like that. I'm an 80s freako, too, big yeah, time. Yeah, you give me, like, a, a GNR cover band. Yeah. What would be band. your one of your favorite GNR tracks? Uh, well, I have a GNR track tattooed on my body. Are you so serious? that. <laughs> I do, yeah. I have the notation from Sweet Child. Tattooed on my shoulder. The like the notes for the like, riff. Yeah, here. So I'll show you. I know these people listening can't see this we at can all. We take a but picture here, for the yeah. we have to do the SoundCloud thing. Wow. So it's a songbird. So the bird is like you know the the feet are music notes and the head is a music note and the whole thing is musical and then inside the wing is this notated sheet music and it's actually the dee 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 dee. Yeah, it's opening riff. Now, is it true that that was like a circus riff he used as a warm-up slash did when they came up with that song? I don't know about that. I know that they hate the song. I know they wrote it super fast, and they thought it wasn't going to go anywhere, and it's not a song they love, but it's one of their, you know, obviously more popular. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know about that, it, I could be wrong, but I thought it was like this sound. It sounds like a they were going for this circus sound. It was just a, a guitar exercise he used, and all of a sudden they started jamming on it and became this song. Um. Wow. Uh, what other Guns N' Roses tracks do you like? Did you go oh, see them recently? I, t- I was just going to say, yeah, Bucket listed that one. I got to see them when they were here. Gosh, what was that, like six months ago maybe? How's Axel sounding? You know, it was a good concert. I, I wouldn't say anything bad about GNR. I think they were amazing, but I think the venue was really wrong. It's really, really? yeah, it was really hard to see... Uh, a live music show at the U.S. Bank Stadium. It just wasn't set up for that. and Okay. It, Yeah, it kind of took away from it. I would have preferred to see them at Target Center or Excel. Or... If you had your own podcast and you could have on one of the members of Guns N' Roses, who would you pick? Ooh. I'm a Slash fan. Slash. Yeah. I think me too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you... He is Guns N' Roses, so I don't know how you skip over him. I just and, and I want to wear his hat while I interview him. Ah. <laughs> How old are those guys? They gotta be like sixty. Oh, they're old, yeah, old farts. And they're still rocking it, though. They sounded amazing. I know that uh, on one of the podcasts I listen to, Duff McKagan, the bass player, calls in every Friday, and he co- he's a collector of bad jokes. And so every Friday on this Chris Jericho podcast, he calls in with his bad joke. And so his bad joke of the week is, last Friday, I just happened to listen to it, was what do you get when you cut the ear off a bear? A bee. <laughs> terrible. But he terrible. collects bad jokes, and that's his thing, I guess. Duff that's McKagan. That's funny. So, anyway. All right, here's my bad joke. Why did the ghost forget the words? No idea. He forgot his sheet music. Oh. Uh, All my other two fans. You could at least laugh. Come on. Give me a little, <laughs> yeah, give me a little something there. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. No, so um, um, how'd you get the name of the band Georgia Clay? Is that the George job for Jason Aldean song? It is, yep. That's exactly where it came from. Get down in that Georgia clay. Have you been to Georgia? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, actually have. I passed through. I say no because I think it's something I'd like to forget. <laughs> I was there for a work conference very briefly for, I mean, a couple of days, but it was literally working and sleeping, so I didn't didn't see anything, do anything. Okay, very cool. It was hotter than blazes. It was horrible. Wow. So toasty. That's really all I took away and remember from that trip. <laughs> it's so hot. So is that is I think there's another band named Georgia Clay. Isn't there another one with a bunch of old timers in it? There is another band named Georgia Clay. I know if you YouTube just Georgia Clay band, somebody else comes up. I haven't listened to them. Or... Your guys' promo video is really, really good. Who did the logo? It's a really good logo. Gosh, that was done by my very first bass player. The very first iteration of this thing. His name is Nick Pratt. Um, fantastic guy. Good buddy of mine. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got you. I can do this. And we've carried that logo now for... Going on six, seven years. Yeah, it's a great logo. Yeah. Um, it's super hard to reproduce, though. It's kind of a paint splatter. Yeah. And then it's got a big capital GC. So that paint splatter, when I give that to, like, PR people, they look at me and go, really? When I have T-shirts designed, they're like, I can't make that paint splatter just like that. I'm like, just get close. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I know. The logo is always tough, you know. You got to do something like... Rolling Stone just said that tongue, and that's yeah. what you do. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, so every week on my podcast, I do a story behind the song segment. So today I've been kind of binging on some of your songs. And uh, you re released a record in 2016 called just Tammy Joe, yeah, right? Yeah, self-titled, yep. Where did you record that at? It was recorded out in Menominee, Wisconsin at a little tiny... I went to college in Menominee. Did you? Do you know where Drum Farm Studios is? No. It's an old, uh, it's an old farm, and it's kind of... Kind of cool. They took the old barn and turned it into a studio, and uh, it's yeah, it, it's uh, eclectic. I don't, I don't know. I got to play with sheep and goats and horses while I recorded my record, so I was totally in heaven. You said there's a lot of deep stories about recording that record too, right? What was that? <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> you said there were a lot of deep stories. Deep about stories, that yeah. No, oh, no, there's not. not how about a whole okay? How about we talk about? Do you mind if I tag one of those songs at the end of the podcast no, go off for that it. record? Yeah. How about the first track, "Rock in Rock My Country"? Rock in My Country. Yeah. What's the story behind that song? Tammy that Joe? was actually written by a good friend of mine. Her name is Ashley Brown, um, and that was kind of one of those songs. Like you realize that as a country artist or somebody that's writing a country song, you have to be able to make it relate to a bigger crowd. And so we wanted something that was country still, but that you could kind of push off as a rock song or a, you know, a crossover song in a way. Um, and so that was kind of the premise with that one. Okay. Something that would be more of a crossover, more of an upbeat track. Everything else in the record, I think, is a little bit more emotional, sentimental. That's kind of a fun track. Okay. Um, do you play a lot of these songs live with Georgia Clay? We do about four of them currently. Um, some of them just don't lend themselves really well to reproducing live. Okay. Uh, like the big ballads and stuff. We don't have a keyboard player, so trying to cover a ballad that's keyboard-driven, it's not easy. Poor Nathan would kill me if I asked him to turn his guitar into a piano. <laughs> and, yeah, next time up in Breezy, I guess I can try to 
mimic a piano with a harmonica, I that guess. That would be great. You know? Yeah. Um, all right. So, Tammy Joe of the band Georgia Clay, do you mind doing another episode with me here at Lono Grill? No, I'd love to. Awesome. Thank you, Tammy Joe, for being yeah. on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Grandpa told me if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, and it's true. I love playing, I love playing loud, with everybody dancing in a soul now. Hey now, everybody's getting on down Like the way you're rocking it